get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Even though it only lasted six games, the World Series was a lot of fun, highly competitive, very interesting in large part because of here in St. Louis, Randy Rosarena, but any baseball fan enjoyed his his performance during the World Series. And part of what makes the World Series great for me, Michelle, is that after the games, I tune to MLB Network and Greg Amzinger and Harold Reynolds and the whole MLB crew are there. And they do such magnificent work in analyzing the World Series and thinking right off the bat about things that I hadn't thought of. So it's great to welcome Greg Amzinger uh, onto the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line and congratulate you on another great season and another great World Series. I appreciate that, Randy. Thank you so much for the kind words. It was a a fun World Series to cover, and it opened my eyes to the idea of a neutral site World Series, like a destination location World Series. I loved it. One place, travel days, you didn't travel. Um, Fans came. I mean, there were tons of Dodger fans and Rays fans everywhere. Some couldn't even get in because they had limited seats uh, that they were allowing people to use. So uh, it had a great vibe to it. I did not expect for it to feel that way. And because of the whole COVID thing, we barely got this season in. So it was a blessing. Greg, do you think you felt that way because of the way this season was, because there were no fans at so many games, that just having some fans and having a World Series, even if it isn't a neutral site, made you feel like it was that much bigger and better? Because we have been this week revisiting David Freeze's Game 6 in the 2011 World Series, and I just don't know if that moment would have had the same magic that it had if it wasn't in a packed Bush Stadium at a home field. Well, I will say this. Uh the 11,500 folks are in that ballpark, which I'm sorry, there were more than that. <laughs> I was in that ballpark, but there were more than that. Uh, when Randy Rosarena fell on his fanny rounding third base, it, there was no audio being pumped into that ballpark. That place was bananas. When he won and slid and smacked home plate, Everyone was jumping up and down, losing their minds, couldn't believe it. And I wasn't looking around to see where the Rays fans were or where the Dodger fans were. It, people went crazy. And I just think if the Cardinals in 2011, let's just say the World Series was in San Diego, would it be a sea of red? No, it wouldn't be a sea of red. But you would have seen chaos ensue from the fans that would have been there. And it's an outside-the-box thought. I know fans in St. Louis who would do anything to go to a Cardinal baseball game in 2020, and especially going forward in 2021, would be like, no way, not possible. It's just the idea that you have baseball players playing in conditions that are reminiscent of the regular season. I mean, if there was no retractable roof, the last three games in Arlington would have been in 40-degree weather, like rain 
And that's just not what baseball's. What I'm used to watching in baseball. Maybe at the beginning of the year when there's no like dome to play in. It's just there's no reason to freeze and see your breath, and <laughs> it's miserable. Like, there's no reason for that. So it opened my mind. It's something that Harold Reynolds has actually been pushing for a long time, of a, a neutral site. World Series. MLB Network's Greg Amsinger on 101 ESPN. Uh, another great season in the books for MLB Network. And it was only 60 games. And obviously the overarching part of this season, Greg, was COVID-19. And I thought you made a great point right off the bat the other night when you came on after game six, saying that with the positive test from Justin Turner, Kevin Cash's move may have saved the World Series this year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hate saying that because I hated the move. I still hate the move. I wake up in cold sweats. It's not because of COVID. <laughs> I am so mad that Blake Snell came out of that game. Uh, but looking back at it, if Snell stays in and the Rays win, we are waiting maybe four or five more days until we play game seven, which would have been, I don't know, would that have been a good thing for baseball? Would the anticipation the game feel like the Super Bowl of baseball? I, I don't know, but as we get ready and get more information to see if it's spread at all throughout this team and the families that are following the club, I heard a couple relatives at the Tampa Bay race side tested positive. Um, yeah, it, it would have been terrible. It, I don't think it would have been good at all. Uh, our, our network would have sent us home. And now we, once we come home, we have quarantine or get two uh, negative tests. So it would have been a logistical nightmare for this to happen. But this is what we were worried about. Remember when, the season was about to start, and you're asking me, what are the chances that the World Series actually happens? And I actually wrote out a scenario where, on your show, just plain pretend, let's just say the Dodgers are in the World Series. I said the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And I go, and, and let's just say, you know, God forbid, Clayton Kershaw or Walker Bueller, uh, the night before Game 7, test positive. This is what I said on your show. And it wasn't one of those guys. It was a key bat that was kind of like Robin to Batman, Corey Seager in their lineup. They, they, they wouldn't have gotten to the level they reached without Justin Turner. So uh, it, it was crazy that it came in the eighth inning of the game. The Dodgers looked like they were about to win it with Mookie Betts hitting the home run up by two. Uh, and, and it's funny because after we found out that he had tested positive, he came out of the game, uh, that last inning, it looked un- non-competitive by the Rays. William Dobbins is about it. If you watch it back, he had no intent of swinging. It's like they just walked away. Like, let's get it over with. Um, but thank God they got it done because, oh, my gosh, Randy, it would have been – I mean, Sports Talk Radio would have loved it because <laughs> what do you – it's like 35 storylines wrapped into one. But it would have been a nightmare on our end. But now the storyline, Greg, is what's going to happen in the aftermath of this with Justin Turner breaking his isolation, celebrating with his team, taking pictures with his mask off. Major League Baseball has come out and said that he disregarded the protocols that were put in place and they're launching an investigation. But what do you think is going to be the outcome here? What are the consequences going to be for Turner and or the Dodgers? You know, I had a couple thoughts rushed through my head when I watched it. To just understand, my perch on the anchor desk, I'm getting ready to do the post-game show, I am overlooking the field. I am in left field. And when we saw him come out onto the field, I noticed a couple things. My good friend Tom Berducci, who's sideline reporter for Fox, immediately left the field. And I know Tom well. And then we interviewed him later in the show. Once he saw him come on the field, Tom was not staying 
on that field. The other thing, this was the most disturbing thing I saw, was that he kind of stood there with the trophy with his wife to take pictures. It started off that way. And then players came up and they were hugging him. I saw Kenley Jansen walk up and hug Justin Turner. Kenley Jansen has a, a heart condition, a serious heart condition that he has played through throughout his career. I couldn't believe what I was seeing, right? So the more I thought about it, the fact that he got upset and, and, and dismissed uh, MLB security who are trying to quarantine him and his wife away from everyone else for them to come back on the field and then to take a team photo with no mask on right next to Dave Roberts. I'm like, what, what? I couldn't believe what I was saying. It made me think, oh, he's just going to retire. Wow. Like, that's yeah. just going to happen. He's, he's 36. He's going to be 36. He's a free agent. I think he's taking it to the house. He's made enough money. Um, do I think that he would get a one-year deal from someone, maybe even the Dodgers after what he did? Yeah, I do. But I don't think after that experience, after watching how he disregarded everything, um, I, I think he's contemplating retirement because Major League Baseball is going to have to suspend him. Mm-hmm. I would suspend him for a year, for a year. This is a serious thing. You come on the field. I don't care if you're Superman, Justin Turner. That's great. I'm glad you have a thick beard. It means you're healthy. But that doesn't mean you can't spread it to someone else. So it was incredibly immature. I understand it's a terrible thing. You can't go on the field and celebrate with his teammates after winning the World Series. How awful is that? But unfortunately, in times like this, we can't be selfish. And that is exactly what he was in that moment. And uh, Major League Baseball is going to drop the hammer. MLB Network's Greg Amzinger. My enduring image of this World Series, even though the Dodgers won, is going to be of Randy Rosarena tapping on the plate at the end of Game 4. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, you know what? I'm going to say it's a tie. Uh, and believe it or not, I've, I, I experienced so many of these things. I would put that number three for me. Hmm. Um, <laughs> the more I think about it. Uh, number one for me, I, actually, I, I like doing this. I love lists, so I'll work my way up. Number two for me was interviewing Mike Brasso after he walked it off uh, against, I'm just doing postseason, yeah. against the Roldis Chapman. When Chapman threw at his head, and this undrafted kid from Oakland University walked, up, uh, beat the Yankees, eliminated the Yankees in the postseason against Chapman, that to me was number two. Number one, I could, I'll never experience anything like this again. Brett Phillips on the same play, he's the hero, right? He's the guy that got the hit that drove in a Randy Rose arena, and he only scored because Will Smith clanked a changeup from Max Muncy on that play. I interviewed Brett Phillips, who is the greatest kid ever. He's known for his laugh before this because it's hysterically funny. If you've never heard Brett Phillips <laughs> laugh, you need to YouTube it. Um, but anyway, I, I asked him because I could hear that he didn't know some of the details in my interview. I go, real quick, Brett, do you know what happened on that play? He goes, no, man, I just kind of rounded first base and the dugout's emptied, so I just did the airplane out into left field. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, I, you got to listen. This is what happened. I'm like, so the ball goes in the center. Taylor kicks it. Randy Rosarena's rounding third. He decided to send him, and he stumbles, and he falls on his butt after he rounds third base, and Brett Phillips goes, no way. I'm like, yeah. And then he gets up, and Max Muncy throws a changeup, and Will Smith clanks it because Rosarena was going to be out. He clanks it. The ball goes to the back top, and Rosarena gets back up, goes back home, slides safely. He's like, oh, my goodness. I wish you would have called the game. Because that sounded so exciting. He had no idea. 
<laughs> I told the hero of the game. What happened? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh, yeah, that was number one for me. Wow, that's crazy. But I guess in that moment, you, you're just focused on what you need to do. You're yeah, not right. really paying attention yeah. to everything else. Right. Okay, Greg, well, we have to ask you about some Cardinal stuff here. Jean Mozeliak had a Zoom yesterday with the media. The Cardinals have declined the option for Colton Wong, and he, Yadier Molina, and Adam Wainwright are going to be free agents. And while Mo said that the door is still open for Colton Wong and that he is in contact with the agents for Molina and Wainwright, do you think Cardinal Nation should just come to terms with the fact that those three guys probably won't be with the club next season? Yeah, I, I, I think you got to get ready for that. If there was one that would come back, the most likely to come back uh, would be Adam Wainwright. And I don't know if that will happen either. The, this is going to be a rough off season for a lot of different teams. I do think it's going to take one uh, GM to go, guys, we're sitting on a multi-billion dollar piece of property, which are all these all these teams are. You own a team, you, you've got – tons of value there so if you can weather the storm the revenue storm of the next 2021 season maybe a little bit of 2022 why not jump into a market where you could get a deal of a contract on a guy that is going to still be with you when all the revenues back when people are super excited to fill up a ballpark we've got a vaccine 2023 opening day and you've got a guy on a bargain contract that you negotiated this offseason. I think it's going to take one GM to do that, and there'll be a domino effect. Do I think Colton Wong is going to be a Cardinal? No. When you've got a Tommy Edmund that can play second base, it's really the perfect spot for him to play on a daily basis. He's not coming back. Now, do I, does that automatically make Colton Wong one of the top three agent second basemen? Yeah. He almost hit 270, 350 on base. Guy can steal bags. Terrific defender, finalist again for Gold Glove. He's going to get a multi-year contract. Will it be three? No, I don't think so. But he's he's going to sign a deal. Yadier Molina is actually going to be coveted. There will be teams that want him. He's perfect. He's exactly what anyone that has avoided catcher is looking for. A short-term contract, a guy that's made a lot of money, wants to win, and if he's leaving St. Louis, it's only to win a World Series. So teams that are ready to win, go for it now. Yadier Molina is actually going to be the perfect free agent in a climate like this. So it's not looking good that Wong or Molina would come back. Maybe if Wainwright signs first, he could talk Yadi into anything. So that's what Cardinal fans have to keep their fingers crossed for. How about Yadi and Wainwright playing for Larusa with the White Sox? <laughs> oh man, can you imagine? First off, I can't believe this. I cannot believe it. And I was uh, watching the game with Harold Reynolds, and I saw Kevin Cash walk out and take the baseball away from Blake Snow, who's throwing the greatest World <laughs> Series game I've ever seen. And I go, holy smokes, Jerry Reinsdorf is watching this game right now. This just guaranteed that Tony La Russa is going to manage the White Sox next year. Common sense needs to come back into the game. There was a moment in the post-game show after Game 6 where I asked Walker Bueller and Clayton Gershaw. We were inter- interviewing both of them mm-hmm. at the same time. I go, what did you think of Blake Snell's stuff? And they looked at each other and they go, good. And I, <laughs> I go, and I go, I go, is this the beginning of the end? Is it where maybe logic and common sense is injected back into baseball games where Walker Bueller and Clayton Kershaw are dominating? We're not taking the ball from you guys anymore in pivotal games like this. And they both had a look and kind of they were, uh, it unnerved them. They kind of walked it back. And they're like, 
well, there's certain guys, it's a case-by-case basis, you know, certain guys don't do well after six innings. And I wanted to be like, Blake Snell's never been allowed to pitch after six innings. It's ridiculous. So I really think what happened was almost a godsend. I'm not anti-analytics. I'm not. But when they, when they override common sense, it's frustrating to watch. And that was moronic. And, and, and i got to be honest with you, I'm glad they lost because that is just not what the game was meant to be. He took a moment away from Blake Snell that he deserved. Like, it's almost as if, and I know I'm going along here, but it's almost as if he knew third time through a lineup they were going to take the ball from him. So he's like, golly gee, what do I have to do to make sure I get to face Mookie Betts, Corey Seager, and Justin Turner a third time? Hmm, how about this? How about I strike all of them out? the first two times they faced me. So going into the sixth inning, I will have um, punched out all six, uh, all three guys twice. Maybe if they're 0 for 6 with six strikeouts, they'll let me face them a third time. And the answer was, no, you idiot <laughs> analytics mean you can't face them a third time. Nah, I'm out. That was terrible. I, I was so upset by it. Uh, it was, especially for, well, I think any logical baseball fan, it, it was bothersome hey before we yeah, let you, you know, go it's not even logical baseball fan right it's like if you ever played backyard wiffle ball against your friends when a guy gets hot and you can't hit him and then his mom goes oh time for a pitching change no no randy you're probably <laughs> gonna hit a home run against michelle you're like "Woo!" i asked mookie Betts. i go when they came and took the ball away from blake snell what did you think he's like it was great hey one last thing uh, i appreciate the brand loyalty i like you have never heard of a web gem what's a great play called again <laughs> it's called the capital one premier play <laughs> capital one premier play buck showalter god love him he's been a long time on baseball tonight on espn and he brings up web gems and i obviously have heard what those are but our control room is losing their mind we're MLB Network. We're at ESPN. So we throw back to me and I go, Buck, I, I do not know of these web jibs that you speak of. I think what you're talking about are Capital One Premier Plays. <laughs> and he was very confused, but everybody in the control room celebrated and laughed. So I'm just, you know, if it's an inside joke, it's an inside joke. I'm glad, Randy, that you got it. I I'm love it. You did. Hey, you're the best. Take care of yourself. We, we appreciate having you on every week. You're our favorite. And uh, you're obviously one of my best friends. So thanks so much for spending this uh, shortened season with us. Uh, guys, it was a blast, and I can't wait until things are back to normal, which I think we're getting closer, hopefully. Yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Greg. All right, guys, take care. That is the great Greg Amzinger joining us here on 101 ESPN. As a former producer, I can just imagine, no, no, gems, no. <laughs> right. You can't and do that. It couldn't have been better. Greg said, and he's right, Buck was confused. He said, Buck, I've never heard of a web gem. I don't know what those are, but a Capital One <laughs> premier play? Now, I've seen a lot of those right. great defensive plays. Pretty, pretty classic. That's Michelle. I'm Randy. Coming up, Yadier Molina is a free agent, and the Cardinals are going to have a, a difficult time bringing him back. But how difficult will it be to negotiate bringing him back? That's next on 101 ESPN.